This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast to proclaim and ponder our Sunday Mass readings. Well, welcome to a beautiful feast day in the church, a solemnity in the church. In fact, I heard this feast day and the feast day we celebrated last Sunday called transitional transitional feasts that transition us from Easter, which we completed with the celebration of Pentecost on the 50th day of Easter, to ordinary time. And we've had in the church for several years now these two transitional feasts, the Holy Trinity to really unpack a little bit and to celebrate the mystery of the Holy Trinity. And then today is the feast of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we come together on this Sunday, June 11th, or if you're tuning in a little early, you have time to prepare for this beautiful solemnity. I want to begin by just sharing this very beautiful entrance antiphon that is indicated in the in the little missile that I have. It comes from Psalm 81. It's so beautiful. He fed them with the finest wheat and satisfied them with honey from the rock. And as we listen to these readings today from the Old Testament, from the New Testament, from the gospel, think about God feeds us. God feeds us. Our first reading today for the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8. Moses said to the people, Remember how for 40 years, now the Lord your God has directed all your journeying in the desert so as to test you by affliction and find out whether or not it was your intention to keep his commandments. He therefore let you be afflicted with hunger and then fed you with manna, a food unknown to you and your fathers, in order to show you that not by bread alone, does one live, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Do not forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery, who guided you through the vast and terrible desert with its seraph serpents and scorpions, its parched and waterless ground, who brought forth water for you from the flinty rock and fed you in the desert with manna, 
of food unknown to your fathers. The Word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm, Psalm 147, Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Glorify the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. He has granted peace in your borders. With the best of wheat he fills you. He sends forth his command to the earth. Swiftly runs his word. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. He has proclaimed his word to Jacob, his statutes and his ordinances to Israel. He has not done thus for any other nation. His ordinances he has not made known to them. Alleluia. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Our second reading is the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because the loaf of bread is one, we, though many, are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The word of the Lord. A Gospel reading from John chapter 6. Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On this solemnity of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, I want to go first into the book of Deuteronomy. And it's always interesting if you have your own Bible. I hope you do. You might have one. I have a couple of different Bibles, but I always go back to the one that I received when I first came into the Catholic Church. Uh, it, it's It's got highlights. It's got little notes written. It's got all sorts of little uh, 
little sticky tags to mark pages that I've read over and over. And actually in Deuteronomy chapter eight, there's a lot of things that I've highlighted in there. And so we only hear a portion of Deuteronomy chapter eight, but I wanted to just go back a little bit because it helps us to think of this theme, God feeds us. And we've been hearing a little bit about Moses in the last couple of Sundays. And we certainly hear a bit about Moses and his adventure with the Israelites throughout our liturgical readings from the Old Testament. This from Deuteronomy, the chapter eight in my book, there's two sections of this chapter, God's care and the danger of prosperity. And we hear a little bit in the reading that Moses is reminding the people, remember who fed you. In fact, I want to go back to the, the the reading here because there's so many words. There's two different phrases that Moses says. He says, remember, and then he says, do not forget the Lord. So there's this really important focus of remembering. And we hear, of course, in the words in the mass, do this in remembrance of me. So there's something important about what we experience in the past or an event of the past that affects our present that will lead us into the future. And so we pray that when we remember those things of the past, they will help us to have a clear and rightful decision-making in the present so that I learn from the past to make good and holy decisions in the present, which will guide my path to the future. And so Moses is reminding the people, remember God has directed, remember God directed to test you, that he let you be afflicted so that you will be fed with manna and that you remember who feeds you. So there's a reason why the Israelites were being affected with hunger, afflicted with hunger, Moses says. God provided them with temporal food, with manna from heaven. They didn't know what this food was, but it provided them sustenance, their daily bread. Do not forget the Lord, Moses said, who brought you. Again, God did these things for you, brought you out of Egypt, guided you through the vast and terrible desert, and brought you forth with the water when they were thirsty and fed you again. So God has provided in so many ways. And this is the first part of chapter eight. But what I think is interesting, if you read on, and this is chapter eight, it'll go actually from verses six through 20. Moses says, therefore, keep the commandments of the Lord, your God, by walking in his ways and by fearing him, by having this awe of the Lord who has provided, who has guided, who leads it goes, it says in verse 10, but when you have eaten your fill, you must bless the Lord, your God for the good country he has given you. Moses is reminding the people always be grateful for what has been given to you. The blessings come from God, not from your own strength, not from your own wisdom, not by your own hand. We never can take for granted 
the blessings. And, and Moses will continue to go on. But he says in verse 17, otherwise, if we forget who provides us the gifts, you might say to yourselves, it is my own power and the strength of my own hand that, is, that has obtained me this wealth. Remember then, it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to acquire wealth by fulfilling as he has now done the covenant which he swore to your fathers. And just this example of Moses reminding the people, you know, what a what a patient intercessor for the people at a time in history where God was revealing himself to his people is the man of Moses, who's reminding the people always depend upon God. Don't depend upon your own strength. We heard about the, the people in Babylon who wanted to build this tower of Babel so they could be up in the highest realms to, to say they're in charge of things. But no, it's there's such a reminder that God feeds us. God provides the nourishment we need, not just the food and drink for one day, but literally he provides us the food that will lead us to eternal life. He fed them with the finest wheat, the entrance antiphon said, and satisfied them with honey from the rock. The world will always provide some sort of answer to the questions, but they will be temporal and they will be fleeting and they will never provide true hope, true happiness or truth. And so we need to remind ourselves and look and reflect where are we getting our food? Where are we getting our sustenance? Are we acknowledging this comes from God? And if we do believe it comes from God, that requires a response of a way of life. And this is what St. Paul is telling the Corinthians. You know, the Corinthians have been tempted over and over to just worship other idols, worship other gods. And so this is a kind of a rhetorical question. Isn't the cup of blessing that we bless a participation of Christ? They know about the sacrifice of Christ, and yet they've been lured and tempted into go some other ways. So will you serve the one true God, Christ, Christ crucified, Christ who broke his body and shed his blood for you? And Paul is urging the Corinthians to stay true to the Lord. You must choose because the world will promise so many things. And as I read in a commentary today, will you, will you follow the table of blessing from the Lord at the Eucharistic table or the table of demons, which is all of the lies and deceit that comes from the evil one in the world, all of those empty promises, which one will you choose? And we are called every day to choose. Are we going to choose the Lord and his table of life, his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist? Or will we choose the false idols of the day? Whatever it happens to be, every century, there's something evil and false that is that is projected into the culture. Today, it's projected quickly through social media, through the way technology runs today, that quickly we can move 
a message of evil, of deceit, of lies to propagate throughout a culture, throughout a whole world. But Paul is reminding us, you must choose which one, the body of life or the body of death. In the gospel reading of St. John today, of course, this is in the great discourse and chapter six is such a beautiful chapter in the gospel of John. And remember, as I opened up chapter six, chapter six of the gospel of John begins with the account of the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. So we see Jesus going across the Sea of Galilee and a large crowd is following this Jesus and he comes up to the mountain and there's this interchange with the disciples, one of them being Philip. And of course we see this boy who has five loaves and two fishes and we see this multiplication and there is this passing up out of these five loaves and two fishes. And it happens to be fulfilling and feeding all of the people and it says, actually, in chapter 6, verse 14, when the people saw the sign he had done, they said, this is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. So they're being amazed, rightfully so, of this example. The next account that comes in chapter 6 is this walking of the water of Jesus and then we get to the bread of life discourse that Jesus continues to unfold piece by piece. It's beautiful from verse 22 all the way to verse uh, 71 in chapter six. It's well worth your time in reading. And I've got many highlights in here. But what I have highlighted is chapter six, verse 27. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. When we're talking about the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist, his real presence, you're being challenged as a Christian to receive that good news. Don't work for the food that will perish. And we hear about food that perished. The manna was provided just for the day. But there would be the Son of Man who would provide food for eternal life. That's the true body and blood of Christ. The Son of Man will be giving us this food, and that food is in the body and blood of Christ. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. Chapter 6, verse 66 says, as a result of this, this reading we just heard from John, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life. When they heard the truth that Jesus proclaimed over and over and over again, and they no longer accompanied him. Are you no longer going to accompany Jesus when things get too tough? Or you just want to go the easy route? Or, you know, I'm just going to do the minimal things to get through life. Or I'm going to start following my own path and, and mark my own path of success. We have a decision to make in our daily lives how we will live our lives. Will it be authentic? Will it be founded upon the truth and always seeking the truth? 
recognizing that yes, we will fall. Yes, there will be weaknesses. Yes, there will be difficulties. Yes, there will be trials. In fact, we heard that in Moses reminding us, you know, the Lord let you hunger and thirst and have these adversities because he wants you to get better because God knows there's always something greater to come from us in nourishing our relationship with him. And that sustenance that will help us along the way is receiving him fully in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. Jesus said to the 12, do you also want to leave? And Simon Peter said, master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And that's the question for us. Do we believe that Jesus Christ has the words of eternal life? In fact, truly, do we believe that Jesus is the word of life? The word became flesh, was broken. His body was broken. His blood was poured forth for all of us. That if we believe, if we are baptized and follow his way, recognizing we're sinners and we need to go and confess and recognize when we've done wrong and turn away from that sin to, to make amends, to ask for forgiveness, to be forgiven. Yes. And to be truly rooted upon God, to call upon God's mercy and God's love each and every day. What will feed us? The body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus I want to close with two beautiful readings from the Conversation with God book. And this comes from Pope Paul VI, a piece of the quote, the Eucharist never exhausts the way in which Jesus can be present among us. He announced to us, lo, I am with you always until the close of the age. He is with us in many ways. The church reminds us that Christ is present in the needy, whether they belong to our family or whether they are strangers to us. He is present whenever we gather together in his name. In a special way, he is present in the divine word. All these are real ways of being present among us. But in the Holy Eucharist, God is present among us in a way par excellence, given that in this sacrament, Christ is there in his very person, in a true, real, and substantial way. This presence, Pope Paul VI teaches, is called real, not in an exclusive sense, as though the other forms of presence are not real, but by reason of its excellence. It is the substantial presence by which Christ is made present here among us, whole and entire, without doubt, both God and man. End quote from Pope Paul VI. And this is a beautiful reflection for us. It certainly has made me think. Um, let us consider today how we should behave, how we should behave in his presence and what kind of trust and respect we should have for him. When you go into the church, where the Holy Tabernacle is there with the Holy Eucharist present. Maybe there's an adoration chapel in your church and there's exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. How do you react? Do you continue your conversation with your friends? Do you turn away? Do you look 
and bow and genuflect and, and make the sign of the cross and pause in silence and in awe of fear of the Lord in a reverence and respect of the Lord. God is present in this place. The reading goes on to say, let us ask ourselves whether our faith becomes deeper and more penetrating when we are before the tabernacle or whether the darkness of the senses prevails and they remain as though blind in the presence of this divine reality. How often have we said to Jesus, I firmly believe, Lord, that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. And today my prayer would be for me to have that profound reverence and for you to have that profound reverence. There's a quote here as I'll close. St. John tells us in the apocalypse, and again, his servants shall worship him. They shall see his face. We see the face of God when we look upon the Holy Eucharist. May my hope become stronger and be ever more cheerful. May I love you with my whole being as we recognize the real presence in the Holy Eucharist. I want to close with this beautiful psalm came from Ken Thomas from England in 1674. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.